Center for Parent Youth Understanding and the CPYU Podcast Network, you're listening to The Word in Youth Ministry, a podcast by youth workers for youth workers, where we give insights, strategies, and helps for effectively teaching God's Word to our students. are on episode 23 of the Word in Youth Ministry. My name is Kyle Hoffsmith. I'm the pastor of student ministry at Old North Church in Canfield, Ohio. And I'm here as always with my friends, Linda and Matt. Linda, how are you today in Orlando, Florida? Doing pretty great. You know, it's warming up because spring's coming around at the beginning of March. So spring is down here in Florida. Spring is coming. And is spring um, a busier or a um, or more of a downtime in terms of your student ministry calendar, Linda? You know, we just got through a really busy month. February was really full for us. So at this point, especially because spring break is about to happen, things are going to be a little, little less busy. Yeah, which is always a nice time to take a deep breath as a youth mm-hmm. worker and get ready, get ready for what's about to come, especially with summer coming. Matt, how are you in the great state of Texas? I, I am doing really well. My my soccer team is, has won four in a row. Arsenal Football Club is looking real good right now going to clinch a top four spot in the English Premier League. And that'll be very important to all of your listeners, our listeners. Matt, this is becoming the last, uh, in, a, in another episode, we talk about you and your golfing, how you missed an episode because you were out on the golf course. Now we're talking about soccer. This is, this is getting good, Matt. <laughs> I, I, like my, I like my sports, those two sports specifically and none other. I haven't watched a single football game this entire year. That's a sport, right? Yeah, well, yeah, um, and depending what uh, part of the world you're in, football, you know, means soccer, so good to go. Um, But here we are, not here to talk about sports today. We're here to talk um, about the word in youth ministry, and we have a guest today, Greg Meyer, who um, wrote a book that recently came out, uh, part of the Reformed Youth Ministry track series, uh, which we would recommend. We're going to have a link in our show notes. Uh, They had several new books come out in this series. And specifically on doctrine, Greg's new book is titled A Student's Guide to Justification. We're excited to have him on the show today. But before uh, we talk about the book, Greg, thanks for joining us. Hey, it's great to be with you guys. It's a lot of fun. Greg, do you have Greg, do you have a favorite soccer team? I could care less about soccer, to be honest. (laughs) uh, My my sons have been playing and I'm like, I get I got nothing for you guys. You know, hope it goes well out there. There's good. There's other dads and moms that know how to do this I, I was a basketball player and so I, I, I can I get into that I can tell you a lot about that but I can do some baseball but soccer I mean it, it's it's great you know Just, but not my, you know not only, my thing only the most popular sport in the world but we won't we won't talk about that uh you know I'll get out there and play some soccer if there's it's a great game you know community game I'm, I'm all for it it's just I'm not very good at it. I just I just kind of run around and and try to irritate people when I play and uh I, I can pass the I can pass the ball. Good, so. good. Pass the ball. That's that's a good start when we think about soccer. Greg, before we talk about your book, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your family? You mentioned your children uh, a little bit ago. We already know they play soccer. A little bit about them and uh, about the church that you um, you're a pastor at. Sure. No, um, I'm an assistant pastor at Covenant Presbyterian Church in St. Louis, Missouri. I've been here going on seven years, um, but been doing youth ministry for right about a decade, um, serve some other churches around the, the southeastern United States, um, but married to Mary Jane, 
and we have four kids, three boys and a little girl, um, ranging in age from eight and a half down to 15 months. And so we have uh, a, a lot of fullness in our life and, and activity and uh, yeah, lots, lots of sports too, especially with the, with the boys right now and um, a lot of sweetness with our little girl. So um, we, yeah, a lot, lot to give thanks for, um, enjoyed so much getting to serve here at Covenant Church. It's been a really wonderful place to do ministry and uh, to be here long enough to see, uh, you know, even some of our other students come back and serve with us. And that's, that's just been incredible. So really, really thankful to, to have been able to, to serve in this way here and, and our family's been really blessed by it. Well, we're so thankful that you were able to join us today. And as we think about your book, A Student's Guide to Justification, before we talk um, talk to you about the book, uh, Reformed Youth Ministries and Christian Focus uh, Publications has given us 10 copies to give away to listeners. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you want a free copy of this book, especially as we think about how to teach justification to our high school and middle school students, um, we'd ask you just to send us an email at the word in YM at cpyu.org. That's the word in YM at cpyu.org. And we'd ask that you would give us one uh, suggestion or idea of a future topic uh, for an episode of this podcast. Uh, so again, just one idea of a future conversation you'd like us to talk about or a biblical text that you'd like us to discuss about how to teach it to students. And the first 10 that we get um, by the end of the month of March, uh, we are going to uh, be mailing you a copy of this, a student's guide to justification. So Greg, let's just start out this conversation. Um, why this book? Why of all the things that you can write a book on, why a student's guide to justification? Well, on, on some levels, that an, my answer is not going to be glamorous. Um, you know, J John Parrott, who's the series editor for this, who works for RYM that you guys know, um, he, uh, he and I have been talking, he'd kind of been mentoring me as, as a writer, um, as well as, as a youth pastor. And, uh, there was an opportunity in the track series that opened up and, and, uh, he was, he and I were discussing what, what topic to cover and, you know, justification had not yet been written on in the, the, the doctrine, uh, you know, there's three tracks, doctrine, Christian life and culture. And so, uh, that had not been covered or sanctification and glorification had already been, uh, been written. And uh, I just thought, you know, I've been doing youth ministry for a while. And if I can't talk about justification, if I can't talk about the gospel, then what am I doing? So <laughs> I hope I can, I hope I can uh, elaborate on this a little bit. And so some of that was the thought. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about making the gospel plain and clear to students, partly because I came to faith when I was 16 years old and grew up in the church with Christian influence and, and didn't know that the main thing was the main thing and uh, just missed, missed the gospel message as the core of it all. And so um, that, that kind of fired, fired me up about it and trying want, wanting to make it fresh and clear. You know, this is the, another book of many books that have been written about justification. There will be many more and that's a good thing. And um, just wanting to create a beneficial resource uh, for a very important, you know, foundational topic, you know, justification at the heart of uh, the gospel it's the heart of everything we believe and we're about um and it's such good news so uh, uh, it, yeah it's an easy thing to get fired up about and to write about so greg can you um kind of help us think through something real quick um one thing that we've done on this podcast is sometimes we've talked about teaching topics sometimes we've talked about teaching biblical passages 
Um, and maybe you've done it both ways since you've been in student ministry long enough. But when you're approaching justification, do you tend to approach the lesson like based around one passage, which you then use as a springboard to talk about justification? Or do you tend to say, hey, we're going to build the whole lesson around justification using like a plethora of different passages or just, yeah, kind of take us behind the scenes there and how you would approach that. Yeah, I, I think it depends on what you're trying to do. I mean, obviously, I think whenever it's relevant to po point to it and whatever you're teaching, because it is so crucial and kind of the lens to which we hope, hopefully we'll be seeing um, any, anything we're looking at in scripture or topically. Uh, but but I'd say probably if I was going to do like a retreat on this, uh, which I would have done that before, um, I, I would want to maybe I would I would go through several different passages to to highlight the, the different aspects of it to kind of fill out the picture um, because it is you know it's a systematic topic it's, it's you're doing systematic theology when you're talking about uh, justification so you're drawing from all different portions of scripture and and one of the things I tried to do in the book was really try to situate the teaching in the overall story of the Bible which I don't know if that always gets talked about you know obviously you're going to go to places like the book of Romans. You're going to go to Galatians. Um, you're going to go to different parts of First uh, and Second Corinthians. Like th those are those are pretty straightforward. But um, to see that what this is a part of what God's been doing the whole time, and, and the story of Scripture and with His people, um, and so uh, that, that that's why I think there's a benefit to kind of zooming out. Especially, uh, I like to talk about it in the sense of bad news, good news. And I'm not the first person to do that, but. Um, one of my things I like to say a lot is that, you know, the, the good news will never be truly good and Jesus won't mean anything if, the, if you don't truly understand and embrace the bad news. And, you know, oftentimes it's really helpful to go, you have to go back to Genesis 3 to really unfold, like, how did things get this bad? You know, how, why am I the way that I am? Why do I need someone to stand in my place? Why do I need just, just to be justified before God? And so um, there's, a, there's a story context to that. That is really helpful. So, so I think I, I would typically go to to um, you know to to weave different passages together. You know, Ephesians two is another one that's fantastic for that. Um, but I think you could easily just as you're marching through a book. I mean, I'm a big fan of that. Um, you can draw it out um, as you're doing it and show different angles uh, of the of the teaching of the doctrine as you're doing that. So I, I think you you have freedom to go a lot of ways. But if I just had a, a retreat you know, or a short little condensed time, I would, I would probably go to a bunch of different passages to weave it all together. And Greg, just, just to, um, because we don't want to assume that everyone on our, that's listening has a good working definition of justification. And I know this is hard to do. Could you give us just a short, uh, decently short definition of justification, what that is? Sure. <clears throat> it's the teaching that, that God repairs the relationship that is broken between us and himself, um, you know, again, that is providing um, forgiveness through sending Jesus as our sacrifice, but also making us righteous in him because Jesus lived the perfect life on our behalf. And so really the, the word justification or justified, uh, we were joking about Greek words before we started, but it really comes from the same word that means righteousness. And so um, it, it really is just, the being, you know, being righteousnessified is, is mm -hmm. kind of what justification is all about, being made righteous. Um, so, so it is that that bad news portion of we need to be forgiven for the the things we've done wrong or we fail to do, um, and our our you know wayward nature from the inside. Um, but we also need to be made righteous before God and acceptable to Him. And Jesus is the only one who can do that and has done that. Um, 
that that was a short definition that I rambled on, but um, <laughs> that that's that's kind of where I would go with it. And Greg, one of my favorite things about your book, I um, I'm a youth worker, like I said earlier, in Ohio, and we had a a ice storm several weeks ago. Something that. Uh, Matt and Linda are not very familiar with in uh, Florida and Texas, but we had an ice storm. Uh, we had snow. Our uh, church parking lot didn't get plowed. So I was, uh, we we're working from home for the day. And so my schedule was a little different uh, than anticipated. And I was reading through your book. And one of my favorite things um, about your book is um, as we can read it with students, I, I read it with a student um, earlier this week, um, is you reference a lot of theologians both theologians who are dead and theologians who are still alive. Um, right before the recording, I was flipping through and just um, writing down a few of them, J.C. Ryle, Ferguson, Reeves, J.I. Packer. Um, I really appreciate that because I think um, the more we can expose students to uh, theologians, both who are dead and alive, I think it's helpful just for them to know that they're out there and possibly read them. But I was just wondering, um, what theologians or books particularly have been helpful in forming your view of justification? Um, and even as you think about teaching it to students. Sure. Well, you, you name some of them there. And the way this works is like they were influenced by other people and you kind of fall, you know, following the chain, uh, which is really beautiful to see, you know, there's, there's a rich theological heritage in the um, in the church. And so uh, some of the folks you, you mentioned there, I mean, J.C. Ryle always is very, um, he just, he's very clear and helpful in the way that he puts things, you know, guys like Sinclair Ferguson, Ligon Duncan, Derek Thomas, uh, I'm an RTS grad, and so I, I took classes with some of these guys, and they really shaped me, and and um, and helped me think about these things, connected me to other other teachers on the topic, um, you know, Tim Keller, and, and really his, the, I would say story approach to unfolding this doctrine. I mean, Prodigal God is, might be my my favorite book of, of his where, you know, he's just exploding that um, parable of really not just the prodigal son, but the two sons and just demonstrating in story form what what justification looks like and, and, and feels like. Um, and so uh, guys like that, but I mean, they, you trace those guys back and they're pointing back to, you know, uh, Puritans, Reformation folks, uh, and even even further back than that. And so I, I've really just benefited from from those that I've had direct contact with through my seminary studies and some of those books that are mentioned in, the, in my book. Uh, but then just the people that they're the shoulders they're standing on as well. Uh, there's a rich heritage there. And and one of the things we try to do in the book is in the back, we, we give some if you want to dig deeper, you know, there's several tiers of books you could get into. And those are going to get you into other things too. So just kind of winds and winds. You can go as far as you want with this or as deeply as, as you want with this. Um, and so, um, you know, I encourage anybody who, who wants to, to run that down, they can. Uh, but that's, that's, the, that's kind of um, some of the folks that I would mention. And as you're, as you're thinking about, um, again, I, I like how you said that, that all of these guys, especially the recent guys are pointing back uh, right, right. Usually it's just a newer version of something that came, that someone said previously. One thing that I'm, I'm really thankful for your book is it, it's, um, I love small books personally. I love to read small books. I think it's because I like to check, uh, check things off a list saying I did, but I also love to read small books with students 
because it can be very, um, and I think there's a space for everything, right? There's a time and a place to read thick theology books with students. But when you put um, these small reformed youth ministry track series books in front of students, I have students that devour them. Um, like for instance, um, usually I would discuss a book like this in two different, in uh, two meetings, but my meeting, um, I, I told him I'd say his name, Malachi, uh, my, my freshman boys, they meet small group in my office and they saw my microphone. They're like, Pastor Kyle, what's that? I'm like, uh, so he actually listened, Malachi, I can say, I know he listens to the podcast. Cause I told him I picked a random episode. I'm like, listen to episode eight. And he's like, why did you start me on eight? So he's working his way through. But when I met with Malachi to discuss this book the other day, we did it in one setting. We just worked our way through. Wow. Um, but I love, I love the size of the book because it makes theology digestible for students and for leaders who might not normally um, not only read this type of book, but discuss it, um, discuss it with others. So this is a conversation we're having today with Greg Meyer about his book, A Student's Guide to Justification. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and continue to think about how to teach this important doctrine to our students. Hey, youth workers, this is Walt Mueller from CPYU. I want to encourage you to expand your ministry to parents by working to encourage, educate, and equip them to effectively nurture their kids in the faith in the midst of our rapidly changing youth culture. One of our most popular free resources, our Youth Culture Today daily one-minute podcast, is designed to help you do just that. You can find an archive of hundreds of episodes on our website at cpyu.org, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Expand your ministry to parents by pointing them to our Youth Culture Today podcast. We're back on the Word in Youth Ministry, continuing our conversation on justification with Greg Meyer. Um, so Greg, as we um, are talking about justification, a lot of what we just kind of got into was some of the studying and almost academic side of it, right? Um, which is one of the challenges as you teach students about this, that it can sound like this concept that uh, feels really foreign, academic, out there for students. How can we help them to see how it actually intersects with their daily lives? Uh, that's helpful. I, I think a couple of different things. Um, it's something I kind of already mentioned earlier was orienting it within the story. Um, I think obviously we're, we're all drawn to stories, but I think particularly so in the place we find ourselves culturally today, it's a little more accessible than just like, you know, meaty bullet point uh, teaching. So I think orienting it in the greater story of the Bible when you are teaching it. But I, I also think um, defining terms as we go along, you know, as we even we did earlier, you know, um, what does this word mean? Because it's those words are important. It, again, we were talking about pointing back, you know, there's there's significance and value to defining and knowing these theological terms. So there's that. But then I, I think it goes back to hitting that bad news because everybody knows the bad news. We experience it every single day. If you have a student who shows up to your youth group that's never been there before, not churched, they know what the bad news is. They may not be able to articulate it, but they've experienced sin in their lives, the effects of the fall. And so one of the effective ways that I, I have of, of, I think, helping students connect with that as a bridge to starting to talk about how justification is the good news answer to it is uh, through, again, through storytelling, your own stories of experience of the bad news, your own sin, uh, you know, telling that appropriately, redemptively. 
but I think also just good art forms. I, I really love to use songs. Um, you know, you have a lot more freedom when you're doing youth youth group lessons, but just popular songs uh, to uh, to open up uh, some to hear to hear them hear somebody they already respect and looked up to talking about that that bad news in terms of just the, the mess of the world, how I how I get in my own way, how I'm struggling, how I'm stressed, how I'm angry. Um, all those things can can really be uh, an access an access point to starting with yeah like this is this is what the Bible sees as well you know there and this is this is where it comes from and this is what's going on inside of you um, and it's going inside of me um, and then ha- taking that as a launching off point to point them to um, to the good news that is uh, that we're justified in Christ or can find that. Uh, that freedom through trusting Jesus and um, uh, and receiving His grace. So I, I would I would say some of those things. That's a great little, little access point. But really important to be defining terms along the way because you know biblical literacy is down, uh, reading comprehension is down, and so we have to really not not to I'm not saying dumb down anything, but just be aware of those realities to help our students like even high powered academic students don't necessarily aren't don't really ha- necessarily have high reading comprehension um I, I imagine you guys have encountered that too and so really slowing down and and um and, and seeing that you're you're trying to explain these things over over time too that you you have you know weeks months years with a lot of these students one on one small group and large group to to talk about these things but those those are some things that just come to mind initially and so, Greg, if you were going to use some images or stories or illustrations that would help um, show us what justification is, what were what would those be? What, were, what are some of your go-tos? Well, my favorite right now, and this one's in the book, um, was something that happened to me. So um, I was with my wife in Chicago for a conference a couple years ago. And uh, one of my friends and his wife uh, were coming as well. And he said, hey, hey we're, we're, while we're in Chicago... Uh, we should uh, go to eat at this restaurant. My my cousin is the CEO of this chain of restaurants. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And I think it's just going to be some, you know, restaurant on the corner, just ordinary place. Um, but we get there uh, for the week, for the week, weekend. And um, and then the night comes that we're going to go there. And he's like, oh, by the way, uh, the, the restaurant's in uh, the Willis Tower. And if you guys know, Willis Tower is a Sears Tower. So it's like one of the tallest buildings in the world, or at least used to be. And I'm like, whoa, okay, all right. Um, he's like, yeah, it's up on the 67th floor. I'm like, oh, okay. So we get there, and um, our friends were there ahead of us, and we we go in. We don't really quite know where we're going, and so we go over to the little, like security help desk. I said, hey, we're uh, we're looking for the, this restaurant, and I think it's up on the 67th floor. And he's like, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Meyer, your your friends are are waiting for you up there. Let me check you in. <laughs> and this never happens to us, by the way. We're not that fancy. But anyways, uh, they, they, they check us in, they give us ID badge or, or not like they, they kind of take our ID and make sure, you know, we are who we say we are. And they say, oh, they direct us over to this other, other elevator, like not the normal one. We're like, wow, okay, this is interesting. So we get in the elevator, we zoom up to the 67th floor and we get to this restaurant and it's, it's a nice, it's a really nice restaurant, um, uh, really a, a, a treat. And we walk in and our friends are there and we get to hang out with them. Um, and we're there for a little bit, and then they take us back to this private dining room in the back of, of the place. And when we're sitting back there, they tell us, oh, by the way, everything is on the house. This is all, all paid for, enjoy. 
because of my friend's cousin. And so I, I love that story because it was an awesome night, first of all. <laughs> but secondly, because I think it's a beautiful picture of justification. You know, we were accepted into this uh, incredible place, into this incredible relationship, not because of our anything we've done, but because of the name and work of another. And so because we were found in the name of our my friend's cousin, we got invited into this feast, into this place of blessing, into this place of joy and rejoicing. And so I, I really like that story because it emphasizes the relational aspect and the rejoicing feasting aspect. Uh, that is really the goal and, re and the result of justification, but also the fact that, you know, we're theologically, you know, that we're, we're, we're coming back here is, is we are found in Christ, you know, and that's the, the, the old, the old illustration, maybe the great exchange, you know, we receive what he earned and he takes what we earned It's a swap. And so um, that, that's kind of, that's kind of one of my favorite, my favorite one right now. And um and it was great because it happened to me too. <laughs> but uh, that, that I, I really like emphasizing it from that angle because I think it's even more engaging and compelling than maybe the, the bullet point version one. But, you know, like, like Kyle was saying with the student he was just meeting with, you know, sometimes it's really helpful in those settings to just, here's the bullet points and here's, here's the passages. But I, I also find the, the, the story and relational approach really compelling. Greg, I, I think that's super helpful. And I think the, the story that you just shared is, is helpful to even to communicate to students to show that you received something that you didn't earn, that you didn't do, but you, you received it because of someone else's name. And I'm just thinking about students. Uh, one thing on this podcast that we like to uh, continually bring up is as we teach the Bible to students, one thing that can often be overlooked is who we're actually teaching to right? The students who come in, the middle schoolers, the high schoolers, the ones that come often, the ones who come once a month, the ones who we wish came more often, but they're a basketball practice, right? We have a wide range of students coming in, and we know that they're all at different places. And if there's one thing we need them to understand is we need them to understand justification, right? We need them to understand the fact that Jesus stood in our place and has made a way for us to have relationship with the Father. And I was thinking about uh, something you wrote here uh, towards the middle of your book on page 64. Um, you write, instead of anxiously worrying about if we have done enough or measure up, we can rest assured that nothing more is needed from us in order to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. And I just think of students who are going through rigorous academic training, rigorous athletics, rigorous different activities that they are in, how can this idea of justification, as we think here about just like they're anxiously worrying, how can this be peace to them? Well, the whole world operates on the opposite principle, you know, of, of you know, you are what you do, you, you're, you know, your works define you, whether it's in the classroom or on the job or in your family or, or with your friends. Um, and so, it's it's otherworldly it's mysterious it's it's like you know pure cool water when you hear the the teaching of the gospel that it you know that, which justification is at the heart of it um that you're you're accepted freely and so I, I i think um you know not freely in the sense you know it was costly for christ but you know free in the sense of of of, of our just opening our hands and receiving the gift um so I, I think that that can revolutionize it. I'll just, I can, I guess I can tell a story from my own experience with it. You know, I, I mentioned, uh, I don't know if this was during the podcast or before, but I, I played basketball growing up and still enjoy it. 
Um, but basketball was one of the ways I justified myself. You know, if I, if I played well, I was good. I felt good about myself. If I didn't play well, um, I, it was the opposite. Um, and I actually had a, I didn't really enjoy basketball that much uh, before becoming a Christian and trusting and this, this, uh, believing these, these truths. And um, what was incredible is once I did become a Christian and start to kind of make sense of this stuff is that I actually enjoyed basketball more. I was freed to play, you know, with, with kind of an open heart because I didn't need it to give myself worth or meaning. Um, I already had that through Jesus. It was a free gift. And, and the more that I learned to receive that from him and the more I was freed up to really enjoy the game, play with more freedom, be a better teammate. Um, and, and the same would apply to friendships and relationships as well as my pro, you know, approach to academics as well, where you can do a good job, but it's not the end all be all. It's not something that ought to press you to your, you know, your, your, your breakdown point. Because it's not that it's not the the highest priority or the the biggest thing that tells you who you are, you know who you are is in, is who you are in Christ, and that's the most fundamental thing. And so um, embracing that and put, kind of putting that at the core of what you believe about yourself um, and uh, what you build your life on just radiates outward, and that's what it's supposed to do um, in terms of how you approach everything. And so um, I'm kind of meandering at this point, but that's that's something that say about it. Yeah, and I and I think as we continue to communicate this, this is why teaching theology is so important. Because right, theology affects all of life, and if we teach an idea like justification to our students, it can affect not only their heads but but their whole lives. Um, Greg, as we as we wind down this conversation, one thing that you mentioned earlier, and I just want to remind our listeners um, that at, towards the end of this book, right, you have an appendix um, that called um, "What Now," where you have more questions for them to follow through. Then you have a second one, um, other resources on this topic. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful for that specifically because you have it in three different categories, right? Like entry-level books on justification, a little deeper, and then a little deeper. And then in, in uh, the last section, you have the glossary, which again is just is helpful. I, I know before I even, uh, I think I mentioned on this podcast before about teaching a series called Church Words, where we take these words that we use in church and help the students understand what they mean. So it's not like they walk into the youth room or they walk into um, the sanctuary or worship center, whatever your church calls it, and they start using a different language than they use in, in the rest of life, but that, that we continue to build um, the literacy around theology and around uh, the Bible for our students. But my last question for you is uh, for the youth worker listening to this podcast, who says, I want to get better at teaching theology to students. Um, this is great that we're having a conversation about a student's guide to justification. Where do I start? Um, well, like what, what are some good first steps to getting theological education to our students? What is one or two things you would encourage that youth worker with? Wow, man, that's, that's a really, that's a really good question. Um, I, I think um, in terms of actually getting students into it, I, it sounds like you're imagining maybe like a one-on-one -on -one kind of scenario. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, anything one-on-one um, -on -one or even just teaching, teaching a group of students. Well, I'll break it apart. I mean, I, I think obviously as much theological training you can get for yourself, the better. And the great thing is even if you're not able to go to seminary or, or don't actually have the time or money for that, a lot of the, you know, uh, uh, notable seminaries have a lot of free podcast resources on a lot of these topics. I mean, like one of the things that I kind of talk about in the book is covenant theology. And there, and you can, you can find that for free and listen to it. And so kind of giving you some things to kind of, you know, 
get your gears turning about uh, some of these theological topics and, and finding and hearing hearing other people articulated in ways that are really clear. Um, I, I think working through some of those those books kind of like that I've, I have in the back of the book could be helpful. Um, but with students, one of the things that I found, it's really just, it's, it's, it's pretty simple, but um, getting an ESV study Bible and just reading through a text with a student using the ESV study Bible notes, like it, or a Reformation study Bible, things like that. I mean, ESV study Bible is kind of my go-to. And I've done that with students. Like I, you know, I, maybe I do a little bit of prep, but I'm just encountering the scripture with them together and exploring it. And, and there's a little bit of a theological kind of guide to it in those, the study, the study notes. Um, and then I think just repetition over time and, and, and knowing that being okay with the fact that you don't have to have an answer for everything. It's okay if you, you don't know and you're discovering it together with them. Um, but, but then also I think having, you know, seeking out having a, you know, maybe a handful of mentors, whether it's a youth worker, another pastor or somebody you look, you look up to that can kind of uh, be your, you know, some sounding boards on like, hey, I just encountered this. I did not explain this to a student. What do you think? Um, so, so some resources that are, you know, just kind of more academic, but also some relational connections and then just going for it with some very simple resources. You don't, you don't have to do this big, crazy thing, you know, just, just getting in the word with students with a little bit of help um, in conversation with other people, I think is, is a great starting point. Yeah, thanks for that answer. I think that like you, like you've just explained, like this is something we can only grow in by doing, right? So much education is important. We need to grow in knowledge. But as we think about the word in youth ministry and teaching students theology, both in groups or one-on-one, like we only get better at that by putting it into practice and by getting more reps. And that's where I would just suggest uh, this RYM track series, uh, especially this book by Greg Meyer. It pairs very well um, with one of their first ones that came out, A Student's Guide to Sanctification. I was uh, so happy when John Parrott, as we mentioned earlier, who edited this series, told me that just justification one was coming out um, because I was using the one on sanctification, but this one pairs very well with it that you're justified and sanctified. Um, so this has been episode 23. I want to remind our listeners, uh, uh, Christian Focus um, Publications and uh, Reformed Youth Ministry has uh, given us 10 copies of this book to give to listeners. So if you can send us an email at the word in YM at cpyu.org uh, with a suggestion or idea for a show topic um, for a future episode, that's the word in YM at cpyu.org. Uh, The first 10 people who we have um, um, by the end of the month, by the end of March, if you're listening to this in April, sorry, uh, but we have 10 copies uh, to give away. And I just want to remind you again to like, share, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. Uh, We're so thankful for this uh, conversation with Greg Meyer, and we hope that you pick up his book and join us next time for The Word in Youth Ministry. Thanks for listening to The Word in Youth Ministry. To learn more about CPYU and the resources mentioned on today's podcast, visit us online at cpyu.org.